Andrew Haney is an Oklahoma native, an Oklahoma State alum, and now he is a World Series champion. The lefty joined the Texas Rangers last offseason and became part of the franchise's first World Series crown. He shares why he chose to sign with the Rangers as a free agent, what the World Series run was like, and much more on The Jenny Carlson Show. But first, I want to say a word of thanks to these sponsors for supporting the show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Two Fellows Movers, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, FireLakeJobs.com, NextGen Roofing, 988, Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And hey, if you're thinking about moving, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move, but we know two fellas that love moving. At Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no-strings quotes for your move. With over 20 years' experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Well, Andrew, welcome to the Jenny Carlson Show. So great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, you've made some history. You're the first World Series champ on my show, so congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> World Series champ, though, those words, does that ever fully sink into your brain? Yeah, it hasn't, uh, hasn't fully, fully sunk in yet. Um, it's just, it's so crazy. Like, you, you play sports, um, you understand that, like, losing is a possibility, especially in baseball. Like, you lose a lot of games. I mean, even if you're a really good team, you lose a lot of games. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just feels like you go on a little losing streak and that's, the, you know, like, oh, my gosh, we're never going to win again. We had a couple streaks like that this year. Um, and then it was kind of the obviously the opposite, you know, in the playoffs where we just we kept I don't think we didn't lose on the road. Um, we just kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. It really it, we win. I We're on the middle of the field. I'm like, I don't know what to do here. You know, like it's just like you don't. You don't ever really like plan for that. Like you envision it, but then when it happens, um, you don't really know what to do. And then, so then from there, it's just kind of been, um, just slowly, but surely kind of setting in. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about getting to that point. I want to rewind all the way eventually to, uh, high school days, Putnam city high yep. Oklahoma state days. But first let's go a little shorter. Let's rewind to a year ago, 13 ish months ago, you signed as a free agent with the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Walk me through that decision. Did, did you sort of see in your mind's eye that this club could be building to something like a world series or why were the Rangers the right fit for you? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, like, so it kind of, I mean, even go back one year further, I was with the angels I get traded over to the Yankees. I pitch horrible there. Uh, going into my free agency, I ended up getting to sign with the Dodgers. And obviously, they've got an amazing reputation of like kind of rehabilitating, whether from injury or poor performance in my case, um, and, and really kind of launched into, you know, free agency one more time again with, with the Rangers. And so you know, I had the ability to, to sign back with the Dodgers. I ended up choosing the Rangers um, for a multitude of reasons. Um, 
being close to home, all, you know, all of those things were important to me. When you're a free agent, you finally get to pick where you want to play instead of kind of being directed where you're going. Um, but on top of all of that, like really genuinely um, talking with Chris Young, the general manager there, kind of hearing his description of what he envisioned for the organization, what he envisioned for the team, um, you know, being a former player, he kind of, I think, understands the mindset, the mentality uh, of what players want, what they need, how they want to be treated, how they, you know, all those things. Um, and that's not to say that that wasn't happening at any of the other places that I've been. But when you're picking a place like you want to feel reassured that you're going to um, you're going to get as much work as you put in, like you want to feel like the organization is is turning around and going to give that back to you. And I, and I felt that. In speaking with him um, and obviously like we won a World Series that's not necessarily I wasn't signing there going like this team has the best chance of winning the World Series this year right like it, I think it just was a place that I felt comfortable I felt my my family would feel comfortable um, I was excited obviously to go join them so all of those things I mean it was a tough decision like I, I really I thought for the longest time I was gonna sign back with the Dodgers um, so it was definitely something that um, kind of happened late in the free agent process, and um, obviously, really glad with uh, with the de- decision I made and, and how it worked out. If people don't know, obviously you're from here, but so is your wife Jordan. Family mm-hmm. ties here, so uh, yeah. you talk about that. I mean, obviously, you know when you sign with the Rangers that that geography works out great, yeah. but. Did you have a moment personally when, you know, Chris is saying the things that make you feel good and, but then you get into the, to the, uh, to the clubhouse or to spring trainer or whatever the situation is. Was there a point you knew that you had absolutely made the right decision? I mean, obviously when you're standing on the field after a world series, you know, but before that, before the winning came, was there a point where you thought, all right, I did it right here. Um, I don't know if there was any one singular point. Um, honestly, like, so I get to spring training. I hadn't, I knew of guys, right? Like I played against Marcus and Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager and a lot of those other guys on the team, obviously being in the same division played against a lot of the, a lot of the guys, um, a couple of years back with the angels. And, um, I think just getting in there and feeling like the, the leadership, with with the players that that they for a team that had just lost you know 96 games or whatever it was it wasn't a feeling of like despair as a you know but like sometimes you can tell when you come into a a season where it's like all right like we're gonna say all the right things we're gonna like say we're gonna be better and we're gonna put in the work and all the you know say all the right things but it didn't feel like lip service here. Like it was genuine. Like I I could tell like, okay, these guys really think they can be better than what they were, you know, the year before, obviously we had, you know, DeGrom had signed uh, right before me. Givaldi signed, you know, soon after I did. Um, Obviously I know how great of a pitcher DeGrom is. And I played with Givaldi in Miami and know how great of a pitcher and a great person he is. Um, So that was extremely exciting. I think just the energy, just even in spring, it didn't feel like a team that was like trying to just be better than they were the year before. Right. Like it wasn't, you know, people were probably saying like, yeah, like if this team can just finish 500, like that would be a huge accomplishment. 
And I don't, I don't think guys like felt that way. I think there was a genuine sense of like, we should be way better than that. Um, and so maybe, maybe that like, as it, especially the hot start that we got off to of the season, I think that like really solidified that feeling. You mentioned earlier, you, you'd bounced around the, the couple years before you land mm-hmm. with the Rangers. Then, as you say, you get off to that hot start in 23, you're part of things, obviously pitching and, uh, you know, from 90 losses to 90 wins that you guys mm-hmm. had last season. I mean, is there ever a moment where you just find yourself pinching yourself thinking like, you know, was, was all of that meant for this? Does I, just sort of the good things that were happening a year ago, the good fortune, was that almost like pinch me? I can't believe this. Yeah. I mean, it, like it's very rare that you have guys have like career years at the same time, right? Like everybody's career is so different. It just felt like, I mean, we had five, six, five or six all-stars, four guys that started the all-star game. I mean, that's like obviously just absurd to begin with. Um, But it wasn't like first half flukes, right? Like sometimes guys just get off to a hot start and kind of keep it rolling and then sort of average it out at the end of the year, right? Like, I no, I think all of those guys, like, were, you know, they are and were legit all-stars, had amazing seasons, and you just don't see that in baseball very often, like, just having that many guys. So, I mean, I think, like, it is a little crazy how it all worked out. And then, you know, you get to the playoffs, like, I think a lot of people, the narrative around Major League Baseball right now is that, like, the best team hasn't been winning the world series, you know, the best regular Mm -hmm. season team, you know, the Braves were unbelievable. They got bounced by the Phillies early. Um, a couple years ago, I think it was the Dodge, you know, the Dodgers this year. Like I think there's been that feeling that there's some randomness to the playoffs, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the team that won the whole thing. I'm not going to say that's random. Like we were a good team all year. Like we might have been the best team. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I'm rambling a little bit, but basically I think it's just like when you have, when you have everybody having great seasons, the way it was like, it kind of just felt like one of those things like, well, why shouldn't we do this? Why can't we do this? Like, I don't, I just don't think there was ever really that like doubt, honestly. No fluke involved with what you guys did. Yeah. Yeah. For you personally, um, you know, like you were saying the, the, the year with the Dodgers, a franchise that, has no, been known for really helping guys get mm-hmm. further along in their career, um, the, the, the two teams in a year. When you think about where you were a year ago, just as an individual player, um, what, what do you feel like prepared you maybe in the lead up to 2023 to get you, get you to where you were a year ago? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, coming off of a, 2021 where I was basically that was my worst year of my career at least 100% of the worst finish of a year in my career I mean I got uh like designated for assignment which is essentially the equivalent of like being released in other sports um literally a week before I go be a free agent it's about as like bad as it can get right like that's not a good way to uh to boost your uh your your availability to teams going into free agency and then you know going to an organization like the Dodgers that kind of almost view that as an opportunity and like changing my mindset a little bit um, when I get there, being extremely open and receptive to changes, um, ways to improve. I think 
not that I was ever closed minded or anything like that, but you get into a point where, you know, I had been in the big leagues for seven years. Um, I kind of just thought like, this is just kind of who I am as a player, right? Like, this is what I do. I know what I do. Well, I think they did a good job of like kind of opening my eyes to sort of like, no, you, you have more in, in there. Like you can do this, this, that better. Um, and then kind of taking that with me to the Rangers and sort of being a little bit more of a one, like having been in a place that's obviously been extremely successful, like trying to impart some of that wisdom on the guys, um, you know, with, with the Rangers, but also like understanding that, you know, there's, there's always more room to grow that changes, not a bad thing all the time. It's okay to embrace, you know, your, you know, strengths, but, you know, it just like, I, I guess all of those things, just kind of that open-mindedness a little bit, um, to new things and not just from a pitching standpoint, you know, new organization, new teammates, new everything, just kind of being um, more open and receptive to stuff like that. So last year with the Rangers, how do you feel like you evolved if, if that year with the Dodgers sort of opened that door in your mind to mm -hmm. think, okay, what else, you know, how can I expand this? How do you feel like you, uh, you evolved and, and maybe got better from the time last season started to the time it ended? Yeah, one of the one of the big things I wanted to do this year was just to stay healthy all year. Um, I was changing a lot of the ways that I thought of my off season training when it comes to you know my throwing program, arm health, physical, you know, just the way I was training. Um, brought that into spring training. Um, was really convicted in like what I was doing. Uh, wanted to like stay on course. Sometimes it's hard, and I this is kind of counter this is kind of uh counter to what I just said, but sometimes it's hard when you get to new organization, they do have new ideas and you've got to know when to filter out, like, no, I'm going to stay the course. This is what I want to do. This is how I know I'm going to be successful versus like wanting to listen and be open-minded and be open to change. And um, so I think with, with the Dodgers, I changed a lot of like my pitching things, uh, mechanics, uh, pitch mix, and just some grips, different things like that, like on the field more. Um, but was sort of slower and finally got into a, a spot like off the field with how I wanted to train, whatever. Um, and so then I kind of found a groove and was like, okay, I know, I know this is how I'm going to be successful. So I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to be a little bit more stubborn about the off the field stuff. Whereas on the field, I'm always open to some, you know, changes and receptive to those types of things. Uh, Mike Maddox, the pitching coach with the Rangers, is much more into uh, scouting reports, um, you know, hitter tendencies, um, you know, ways to sort of take advantage of um, sort of stealing strikes, uh, whether it be, you know, I, don't, I won't get into the weeds about it, but uh, he, he's really into that. He's really good at like watching video and understanding hitters. And that's something that I haven't been as good at. Um, <laughs> And so that was something I really wanted to be more receptive about um, and learn more, kind of understand why he saw what he sees um, and lean on some teammates that are that are much better at that than I was. So, yeah. Why not use all those weapons to your yes. advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you referenced this a bit ago, but let's talk about that postseason that you guys went on. You obviously Rangers won the first seven games of the postseason. Just an unbelievable start to the postseason. Then had three losses to Houston, which forced 
a couple of must win games. Mm -hmm. That was in the ALCS. So take us inside that ALCS series with Houston and just what all of the emotions and how you guys managed to stay focused when you really face some pretty big adversity there. Yeah. Uh, it was a culmination of everything. Obviously, we're both in the state of Texas in the same division. Um, we had played some um, interesting games throughout the regular season. We had cleared the benches a couple times. We had <laughs> um, played some games where we got smoked pretty good. We played some games where we beat them pretty good. I think there's no love lost. Uh, I think everybody kind of on both sides, both teams, and the whole state of Texas, I don't know, maybe baseball fans out there probably wanted to see that uh, wanted to see that as the ALCS. And so it came to fruition. It kind of, it kind of had to be that way, right? It had to go seven games, had to live up to the, to the hype. Um, so I think coming into it, obviously there was a whole lot, like, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from the Diamondbacks or the world series, but like that kind of felt like the world series to us, right? Like we lost the division in the last weekend when we basically held the lead the entire year. I think that really bothered a lot of guys. Um, you know, for whatever reason, it must have been, must have been, you know, divine. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, they killed us at our place. We just could not beat them. And they scored like 12 runs a game against us in our place. Yeah. So we were pretty happy to not be playing at our place for game six and seven. We were like, <laughs> let's go beat these dudes in their building. You know, that was, um, you know, obviously we had some heroic moments from Adolis and, uh, you know, our pitching, you know, from, you know, obviously starters, Jordan Montgomery and Ivaldi were, were unbelievable, um, you know, and then just kind of pieced it together in the bullpen. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like some of that stuff, I've kind of forgotten the details of, but just the, obviously the game five where Altuve hit the go ahead Homer uh, in the ninth after we, you know, it, it was, uh, it was pretty gut wrenching. I, I just, I remember sitting, <laughs> sitting in the car with with my wife her family and our girls were in the in it, like i didn't say a word the whole drive home and i was like normally i leave it at the field normally i'm pretty good about like i can you know i can be you know normal normal me when i get out off the field out of uniform but that one like i couldn't sleep i i think everybody felt that way and just i think everybody just kind of locked in and was like this is not the way we're gonna lose this season not not here, not now, not to this team, you know, specifically. Uh, so that was kind of the mindset, I think. It, it was an unspoken thing. Literally all year long, we never one time had a closed-door meeting or we never really had anybody stand up and give some impassioned speech. Um, I just think everybody really had a group mindset of, of kind of what we wanted to accomplish. And so in some ways that was more powerful than any one individual like standing up and saying anything. It was just kind of a, a group mentality and an understanding of, of what the goal was and what we needed to do to accomplish that. So you win six and seven in Houston and, you know, obviously the emotion of all of that. And then, oh, by the way, you got to go play the World Series. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that being your first, um, what did it, what did it, feel like stepping into that experience did you sort of have a welcome to the world series type of moment or how did you how did you sort of process just where you were in those moments i mean obviously there's just like so much more media um so much more hype around it the you know we had 
like a whole media day. We had all, you know what I mean? Like just, just things that even for the ALCS really, we didn't do. We had to do the, all the like promo videos where we're like standing around looking at the world series trophy and looking all menacing and all that stuff. And I'm just like, man, can we just play baseball? Like this is, you know, I feel bad. Like I can't imagine those guys that do like the super bowl that have to do like the whole media week. And, um, you know, so just like that whole thing was just a new, interesting experience. And I think, um, I think it, there was some, I know for, a lot of baseball fans, there's probably some complaining about, oh, it's the the Rangers and the D-backs. Like, these are kind of two teams that aren't nobody really thought was going to be here. As a baseball, obviously, if I separate myself out from being a part of the Rangers, I thought it was really exciting. I think there was, like, really good young players on both teams. I think people are probably tired of the Astros. People are tired of, you know, the Dodgers or the Braves or whoever's been coming out of the National League. Um so I thought it was exciting, but I think it was interesting that like both teams like hadn't been there in a long time, had a bunch of young players that had never been in hardly even playoff series, let alone like the World Series. So it was kind of a it was kind of a cool, interesting experience to feel like, well, it's not like we're going up against Goliath on the other side where we're like intimidated or we're feeling like, oh my gosh, this is the bright lights, this is too much, like in a weird way, we were the like more experienced team, even though we really weren't by that much. Um, so that, that I, I think that just made it kind of feel more manageable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, get the game four start and I don't know if people remember all the details, but game three, it was a, it was a derby. You guys used a ton of pitchers. Take us into that game for just the mindset and what you wanted to do. And you went five innings, what you accomplished in, in getting that win in game four. Yeah, man, you know, we're up two one in the series, obviously like that's a, that's a big game. You know, every game's a big game. It's the world series, but like you lose that game. Now you're tied and they've kind of reestablished sort of the, not the home field advantage, but definitely the momentum of like, playing game five at their place. We're not all that confident playing it at our place at that point, you know, like we had just really not played well at home for whatever reason. Um, so I think, I think for me personally, I was just like, Hey, like I need to go out there, give, you know, give as many innings as I could. It wasn't really a traditional start necessarily. Like it was going to be kind of a, a piggyback between myself and Dane Dunning. Um, I kind of felt like I had the ability to, you know, go five or six innings and give us like a normal start, kind of reset the bullpen, reset sort of the the mindset of the team. Um, so for me, like that was always kind of my mentality. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to go try and give the best two or three innings I can. I was like, no, I'm going to like try and get a win here. You know, I'm going to try and, you know, pitch deep into the game. And obviously we ended up scoring 10 runs in the first three innings and that just completely makes it so much easier and so much more comfortable as a starter to just go try and be aggressive and, you know, pitch the contact and try and get some quick outs. And, um, you know, like just thinking about it, like I was nervous in a good way. Um, in the bullpen, I was like feeling really good. All my stuff was, was pretty crisp and hitting spots. And I'm just like, Oh man, like, do I feel too good? Like, am I going to like, you know, I, sometimes you just get this feeling where you're like, ah, oh, I don't, I, I need to, 
I need to have some kind of nervous energy going into the game. I can't feel too confident. So yeah. it was almost like I was nervous that I wasn't nervous or that I was too confident. It was like a weird yeah. thing. I don't know. But, um, you know, and then just getting a couple couple clean innings. Um, you know, I gave up a hit right off the bat, but Marte was unbelievable this, this postseason. Um, but after that, just kind of settled in. Um, and that, that really helped sort of get me into the flow of the game. And obviously, like I said, offense scoring 10 runs, that, that makes it really easy. Now, people may not remember this, but if I'm if my research is right, you guys had two guys go on the IR right before that game, right? Mm-hmm. And wasn't one of them Max? Scherzer went on the IR? Yeah, Scherzer and Adolis. So that was Adolis Garcia, who'd been our, you know, postseason hero for us essentially carried us in the the last games against uh, against the Astros and um just was unbelievable all postseason really uh, and then obviously Max is you know is Max you know he's he's got the pedigrees had had the experience all all the things um you know like I, I just and not not to disparage those guys obviously we know how much they mean to us but like I just genuinely didn't feel any panic or any like concern from anybody in the clubhouse like really like I, I remember like going I went up to Travis Jankowski so we played we played in the Cape uh Cape Cod League's like a college summer league we played against each other he was the Cape Cod League MVP so it's like the best college players he was like the MVP of the league so I always like joked with him and so I told him before the game I said hey Jank like these people don't even know. Like they don't even know that you were the Cape Cod League MVP in 2012 or 11 or whatever year it was. You know, I, they don't even know. And he ends up going out there, he makes a diving play, has like three hits, has like a couple RBIs. It's just crazy. Like obviously, I'm not saying Adolis couldn't have done that, but like when you think about replacing that guy in the middle of your lineup, and you got guys like that step up. You know, when when Scherz got hurt, John Gray, another Oklahoma guy, John Gray came in and pitched, I think, four or five, like, scoreless innings out of the bullpen. He had just been hurt. He hadn't really pitched that much. So it's just like guys just stepped up. And I don't think there was ever really a concern that that was going to happen. Like, I think we just, as a team, knew it's like, all right, like, next man up. That's how it goes. After that game four win, do you think, here we are, we're standing on the edge we're going to win this thing in game five. I mean, it felt yeah. almost inevitable at that mm-hmm. point, but did you have that feeling of momentum? What, what stands out to you about, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot in the aftermath that is fun to remember, but what do you, what, what stands out to you just about that clinching game and, and winning the Rangers first? Yeah, we won, you know, we won game four, we're up three games to one. We go back to the hotel and we had like, you know, we had a group chat with the whole team, like all throughout the year, and mostly just joking <laughs> around, like nothing ever really that serious. Um, and a couple guys just sent a few texts that was just like, it wasn't so much like, it was more like, hey, like, remember where we're at, what we're playing for. And, you know, there was one is kind of like, hey, like we do this, we're legends forever, right? Like the first first group to win a World Series for the Rangers you know, I think a lot of guys kind of understood what, you know, the the 10 and 11 World Series, you know, the 11 World Series heartbreak with, with David Freeze and all that. Like, I think they know what that meant, like how deep those wounds were to a lot of Rangers fans, to even Rangers players, like guys that, you know, played on those teams that are still around with the organization. 
And I think guys like understood the magnitude of that. And so it's like, there was no, there's no way we're going to screw this up. Right. Like it was just kind of like, Hey, we're going to win it. We're going to go win it now. And we're not going back home. Sorry to our home fans. It would have been cool to win it there, but like, we're not messing around with this. Like we're going to go win it. And I just think it was just kind of an understood thing. And just like, Hey, we're, we're right there. Like, this is not the time to like get cute. And then of course, Zach Gallon goes out there and he's amazing for six plus innings. He no hits us for a while. And it was one of those games where it's like, all right, like you want to win it. Like you've got to, you got to do this, you know, you got to like fight through it. They weren't going to roll over and just give us the world series. So, um, you know, just, uh, just, a kind of a fitting end for our team. I feel like kind of the way it went, it was like pretty good summation of our, of our season. Yeah. Yeah. Just took, took control and took advantage when you had to there. And then, I mean, it's, it's so interesting. You mentioned the fans because I was thinking you guys get that, you get that celebration, the parade, the, the, the rally, all of that, that you all got to be a part of and to then see some of those people that have been through the ups Mm -hmm. and the downs and, and to, to enjoy that, that had to be fun and crazy and, you know, awe inspiring all at the same time to be in those moments because boy, Rangers fans showed out for that, that celebration. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it was just so cool. Like just, Cause we were kind of like, we were down in the clubhouse and just sort of, we had to get there early cause we had to get in before all the, all the crowds and everything. We, so we were kind of hanging out down there and you're sort of like isolated in there and they were taking guys up sort of like four or five guys at a time, sending them on a truck, going their way. So it was like, I saw, so I get in the back of the truck with my wife and we have our, at that point, I don't know, three month old, four month old twin girls. And we're each, we had one strap to our chest, each of us. And we get on the back of the truck and they just like pull out and you're just like, oh my God, there's like on either side of the street, just 20 rows deep all the way down for this whole, I mean, the whole way, I don't know how long the, you know, the full, you know, circle was, but I mean, it was just people on rooftops, people on flagpoles, people on light poles. Like it was just so cool. Um, Just seeing that, seeing how excited people were like, it was just like a surreal feeling. Um, I mean, I had, I grew up born and raised Oklahoma city. Like obviously a lot of Ranger fans around here have people texting me saying like, dude, you don't know how much this means to us. Like we've for the last 10 plus years, just been, you know, killing ourselves for not, you know, getting to win a world series and getting one out of way. And the whole, I mean, literally one out of way, like that's close as you can get like one strike away. I'm actually pretty sure. Um, so, you know, just having all people that I know text me that just feeling like relief, like, I don't know, it's just such a cool, like cool thing to be a part of that. Um, it was, it was was surreal. Now that commissioner's trophy, obviously iconic, but isn't, it isn't like the Stanley cup or anything. Like you haven't got a chance to have that at your house or anything, right? No, 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 we, uh, we kind of like we got to pass it around and after like on the field afterwards, guys were like taking pictures with it. Like I had my daughters and my wife and uh, her sister were all, were all there and we were kind of like trading babies and trophies and whatever, taking pictures. And so we've got, we got some amazing pictures with them and um, just, uh, just kind of like on the field. And then we did a little bit of like, 
couple like appearances and the trophy was that you know what i mean it, like it gets traveled around but it doesn't get like unfortunately we don't get to like go party in vegas with it or anything like that it's pretty uh pretty protected so i think you should you should lobby for that you make that well, happen andrew i know I, I think that would be cool <laughs> unfortunately like the way it's shaped you can't really like chug any uh any beverages <laughs> out of it so it's not uh it's uh maybe not as fun to to play with i guess yeah, yeah. I would I would worry about something getting broken. It seems like yeah. it's highly likely it's, something could get bent. Yeah, it's all there though. Like it's not uh it's pretty heavy. It's 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 uh it's all there. You know, uh as you get to a point in your career where you reach a milestone like this, I always wonder if athletes get reflective. I mean, I know obviously you've got more baseball in you. You're getting ready to go back to spring training shortly, but do you do you think about the but the Putnam City days, the Oklahoma State days, mm. maybe even back into youth baseball, and just things along the way that helped you get to the point of winning a World Series. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of people that have been extremely instrumental in my career. I mean, obviously, like born and raised in Oklahoma City, and everybody along the way that you know, from my little league coaches, you know, high school coaches, all those. I mean, I'm still in contact with a lot of them um you know at Oklahoma State and everything so uh yeah I mean I could go on forever about you know all the all the people that have that have helped me that have believed in me that have you know all the things that um there's there's plenty of times that I was like man I don't want to play baseball anymore in the minor leagues I have a rough one where I'm just like ah I just want to go home just want to be you know I'm on like Twitter and everybody's posting pictures at the lake and I'm like grinding it out in El Paso, Texas, or, you know, wherever the heck I am in the world. I'm just like, yeah, just getting a nine to five and going to the lake on the weekends in the summer sounds way cooler than this. And, uh, you know, you lose perspective sometimes. And then obviously you, you win a world series and then you go, yeah, I think, I think I'm okay with like missing out on, you know, a decade of summers, you know, at the lake, if that means, yeah. you know, a culmination of all of that is, is winning a world series. So, um, yeah, definitely reflective in that way. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it was really cool. Just like seeing all the people that, that reached out, people that are watching that, you know, I probably assumed that they were paying attention, but just hadn't, you know, directly heard from them in a while. And so that was just really cool. Um, just kind of bringing it back to, you know, bring it back, I guess, like you said, kind of like back home to just everybody that was instrumental in, in helping me get to where I am. Before we let you get out of here, got to look a little bit ahead here. As you've been in your off season, getting ready for another year with the Rangers, you, you picked up your player option, so you're back with the mm -hmm. Rangers this year. What has this off season felt like? Has it, has it felt different, less pressure, more pressure? How have you sort of approached these months between World Series Championship and back to spring training? It's definitely been a different off season. Uh, like I said, I got <laughs> I got six month old twins, so uh, <laughs> it's it's been a very much a different off season. I've been up and working out at eight o'clock in the morning, throwing bullpens at like nine in the morning. That's normally I wouldn't have seen nine in the morning. These you know in a normal off season, so um, that's definitely been been different. Um, but it's it's been good. I'm feeling really good, kind of tinkering with a few things to try and, you know, get a little better like you do every off season. And, you know, this weather makes it way more exciting to think about going to Arizona. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm excited. I think, you know, coming into, into a season where you're defending a title, um, you know, there's always that extra 
probably anticipation and excitement and sort of the responsibility, right. To go out there and like, you can't just win a title and then go miss the playoffs the next year. It kind of makes it look like mm, maybe that team was kind of fluky. Maybe that was just the, you know, they had it all, you know, working at the right time. Um, but we still have a lot of things that we want to achieve. I mean, I know everybody personally wants to continue with their careers and go into more all-star games or go into their first or win in a gold glove, all the personal things that everybody wants to do. But as a team, we didn't win the division. We lost the division to the Astros. Um, I think that still bothers a lot of guys. It bothers me. I, I know I want to like go rectify that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see the guys like our, you know, no team is ever the same, right? Like we've obviously already lost players. We're going to have new guys come in, uh, but we're lucky enough that we had a, a core group that's going to be back next year. Um, this year, however you want to say it, uh, <laughs> that, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really exciting to, to just be with those guys again and uh, kind of just reestablish ourselves, right? Like reestablish the identity that we had last year and see if we can kind of pick up where we left off. And you leave for spring training in a month-ish? Is that about where we are? Yeah, usually like the first week of February. Um, okay. So yeah, it would be less than a month now. Wow. Wow. I, I assume the uh, the babies are probably not coming to spring training? Babies are coming. Uh, oh I think my gosh. We're, <laughs> wow. Look at you. Yeah. I mean, it's just two months. Like I don't, I don't want to go two months without them, especially they're, they're in, uh, they're starting to kind of do cool stuff now, you know, so... Uh, I want to be there for all of those things. And my wife, you know, Jordan, you said earlier, Jordan's, uh, she's amazing. She's a trooper. She's, she's done it for what been professional baseball for 12 years now. I think it's my 13th year. So, I mean, we've, we've done all the different things. So this is just kind of a, another new hurdle to get over is have, how to figure out how to get infants across the country and back. Um, you know, so we're, We'll figure it out, but well, that's that's part of the lifestyle. Those frequent flyer miles, they'll, they'll they're, your girls are going to love that. Oh yeah, well they <laughs> they're already spoiled. Their first road trip, they first time on a plane, they went to Arizona for the World Series. First time in a hotel, first time really sitting through a full game. So they uh, they're gonna they're spoiled. They're gonna they're gonna have to get used to you know slumming it at spring training games. You know, so uh, it'll be fun expectations will be high for them and probably some of those Ranger fans yeah, as well. No so. <laughs> well, Andrew, hey, thanks for joining us. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Jenny. Yeah, and thanks to everybody for watching. If this was your first time hearing or watching the Jenny Carlson Show, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You can also download, download our new Sellout Crowd app for your iPhone or Android. Thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time.